Hey everyone, welcome back to Ginger Biz, the podcast. As always, I am so glad that you're here with us today. Today, we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. I'm a ginger who snaps photos, but my real jam is business. Originally from the Pacific Northwest, now kicking it on the East Coast. I'm a successful entrepreneur who wants to share my passion with the world. We will walk through my journey as an entrepreneur while balancing motherhood, a full-time executive role, and living life to its fullest. This podcast will be an educational resource on entrepreneurship, a raw, uncut look at motherhood, and a place for you to find encouragement. Whether you're exploring entrepreneurship, been at it a couple years, are a mother, a full-time employee, or just want a good laugh while learning, put your headphones on because we're diving in. I'm Katie, and I'm so excited to have you here. We all face it, so let's chat about it. One thing that I think is super cool, but also kind of funny about doing a podcast is the fact that I can do it from anywhere at any time. So I might be hiding out in a closet. I might be in my basement. I might be in a hotel room. It might be midnight, might be 4 a.m. But you guys may never know. (laughs) Anyways, I just think that's such a funny but fun fact about podcasts. So today I'm going to talk about imposter syndrome. A lot of this is from a couple years ago when I was reading the book, Girl, Wash Your Face. Somewhere in the last chapters of the book, it got me thinking, and I knew that I wanted to jot down some of these thoughts. I happened to be on a flight at the time, so I went ahead and wrote them all out. In 2018, I grew my photography business exponentially. I took half the year from August to December and focused exclusively on my business. I was also a student at this time, but any chance that I had to use my college assignments to grow my business, I sure as heck did. That means every paper, all my presentations, everything was center focused around my business. When the University of Rochester, New York contacted me for an image they wanted me to create and capture for a large print project, I was so excited. But then, my fear set in. I was afraid that I wouldn't capture what they were looking for. I was afraid that I'd mess it up with sizing, or something about the color would be off, or whatever the case, I was afraid that I might fail them. When I got off the consolation call, I felt amazing. The person that I was speaking with and working with on this project loved my style, my professionalism, and the quality of work that I showcased, so I was feeling so great. The morning of the session, I was still channeling that excitement, and I was feeling fantastic. I felt confident. I did the session. I finalized the images, and I nervously hit send. Fear. It hit again. I was so nervous that I had failed. You can ask my husband. I just sat there, kind of sort of freaking out. Like, ugh, this was a big client. This was a big deal. What if I messed up? So my phone rang and I just stared at it. I told my husband, I'm just going to let her leave a voicemail. She's probably upset with me anyways, and this way I can brace for it. My husband looked at me like I was crazy and told me to pick up the call. It was that same person from University of Rochester, New York. And I was so, so nervous, but... I picked up my phone. I said, hello. And she's like, oh, hey, I called to let you know that I absolutely love the photos. Thank you so much for getting those back to us so quickly. What? What? I was literally afraid to answer that phone call because of my irrational fear. 
And here she was just wanting to tell me that she loved them. Soon after I did the um, University of Rochester, New York session, Enterprise Rent-A-Car contacted me. Basically, a replay of the above story, but now with Enterprise. And while Enterprise seemed to be a much bigger project because it was a feature for their interns for the Glassdoor project, as well as for all of Enterprise's marketing, I still had that same fear. Yeah, okay, I may have been a little crazy. No matter how well I do, no matter how many people trust me, I still get nervous when I face new aspects of my business. Now, this was a couple years ago, but fast forward to today, this podcast. I literally record a session or an episode and I'm like, oh, what if I sounded funny? Did I talk in circles? Did I hit on all the points? Was it easy to follow? And I kind of get freaked out. My husband right now is my producer and so I always ask him, can you please make sure that when you're producing this that it makes sense? Because I literally get nervous that it doesn't. Anyways, not only do I face imposter syndrome when recording this podcast, but I left a photo session the other day and I sat there thinking in the car to myself, why did they hire me? Like, I'm good, but am I the best? And I'm not. I'm probably not the best. I'm not the best wedding photographer, but I was the best for them. So it worked out. Um, one of my recent weddings was actually at a really, really nice venue somewhere that the photographer, the DC photographer that I used to second shoot with when I first moved here, it was like her type of clientele, like that kind of budget of a photo of, of a wedding. And I was like, wow, I've made it. And my husband was so sweet. He was like, yeah, you have. And it's just so funny that there's this solid black line that I feel like I'm stuck on one side of. And it's just my own mentality that I have to get over because my actions, my quality of work, everything's on the other side of that line. But my mentality is over here like, meh, you're not quite there yet. So again, this is a story from a couple years ago. And I was on a flight to San Jose. So when I landed in San Jose, I got to chatting with my cousin, who is a very successful businesswoman for a large company, and she's basically the best of the best. Talk about inspiration. We were having light conversation, and we branched into being a woman in today's society. She asked me if I was familiar with imposter syndrome. I wasn't. Not at all. So we chatted about the voices in our head that are constantly telling us that we're not good enough. As the above words were something that I had already been putting a lot of thought into, I decided to start a discussion in my Facebook group, and we were talking about imposter syndrome. Funny enough, it wasn't a new idea. It's out there, and a lot of women deal with it. You know, today in 2022, it's made its rounds, and I think a lot more people are familiar with imposter syndrome. But in 19, when this first had come up, It was still a little bit of a new thought process, at least within my community. When I was sitting down to write this, I got a newsletter or campaign article from another business owner that I follow, and it popped into my inbox. Again, this was a couple years ago. I opened it to put in the trash, and yes, I'm really, really bad about that. I don't read a lot of the mass communication newsletters that I sign up for just to be completely honest. But there are some really amazing ones that I do definitely read. Anyways, and the second sentence in this specific email was imposter syndrome. 
I just find it so funny that in the course of a week when I started exploring these thoughts and starting to label them, I got a reoccurring theme of imposter syndrome. I think understanding what it is, is a huge step. So imposter syndrome is when you feel like everyone else knows what they're doing, but you're a phony or a fake. According to Susan Albers, you have this fear that the people around you are going to figure out that you don't know what you're talking about and expose you as a fraud. Yep, my hand is raised. I have been there more than once. According to a study done, 7 in 10 adults experience imposter syndrome. So guess what? You're not alone. Again, my hand is raised. Imposter syndrome revolved around high-achieving women who had trouble attributing their own success to themselves. But when you fast forward to today, men, women, and everybody experiences this phenomenon, according to Dr. Albers. So we all face it, or at least seven out of 10 of us do. So the question is, how do we overcome it? What do we need to do to help keep these feelings at bay. Number one, focus on the facts. You may experience imposter syndrome, and that's totally normal. Being ready to remind yourself of the facts of what you've accomplished, your success, and all the positive things that you've done is so important when the feelings start to set in. Don't compare yourself to others. Comparing yourself to someone else's achievements isn't going to help anyone. They say the first step in overcoming something is acknowledging it, right? So the fact that you're experiencing imposter syndrome and you know that's what it is, is a totally good sign. According to some studies and, you know, those crazy smart people out there, if you truly were a fraud, you likely wouldn't experience this feeling. So it's good news that you're experiencing it. It's what you do with it that counts. Be honest with yourself and others. Sharing your failures can also have great benefits. This helps keep things realistic, especially if you're doing it in your community of supporters. It will empower you and help others feel more connected. In turn, having them share their failures and reaffirming that none of us are perfect and all struggle with these things. Oftentimes, I think that we compare ourselves to someone else's highlight reel. No one really gets on Instagram and posts their most hideous artwork or the dozens of times that it took them to get to this point. But if you're willing to open up and share, others can connect with that as well and only reassure you that they fail too. Reminding ourselves that primarily high achieving individuals are the ones that experience imposter syndrome only reaffirms the fact that you're doing good. Letting go of perfectionism. Trying to be perfect all the time can really slow down your productivity. Believe me, if I tried to record my podcast from start to finish without any errors, ooh, that would be hard. And let me tell you, I've tried it. <laughs> I've definitely tried it. Also, letting go of perfectionism. I mean, it also is a direct line to supporting imposter syndrome, trying to be perfect all the time. The times that we experience imposter syndrome are often when we're comparing ourselves to some perfect outcome we saw somewhere. Maybe it's on the web. Maybe it's from an experience we had before. Holding yourself to some unrealistic view of being perfect all the time is hindering to any success. Let it go. 
And honestly, with perfectionism, there comes a time when you can't be perfect, okay? Nobody can be perfect all the time. So striving for perfection and not letting go until you have it is just not realistic. Let's say that you have an article to write or a paper or something to that extent. And what you do is like you want it to be perfect. Well, if you continue and continue and continue to try to be perfect, you'll never get there, which in turn means that you'll never reach your goal of completing it. So it's not beneficial to strive for that perfectionism and not let it go. Now, I'm not saying don't try at all and don't do your best, but even our best is not perfect all the time. Again, just let it go. Also, be kind. Everything takes time. You can't be the best of the best on your first try. You're not going to be perfect the first time you pick up a calligraphy pen and try to write in calligraphy. It's not realistic. So don't hold that expectation onto yourself. Don't. Just let it go. (laughs) Acknowledge that things take time and effort and both count as points in the right direction. So at least if you're trying and you're putting in the time and you're putting in the effort, then you are moving towards the goal, towards the end result. Like riding a bike, you'll definitely fall your first time. I mean, I have a two-year-old daughter and she's been riding her bike now for a couple of months, but she still falls. Even if one day she rides it perfectly without falling, without any injury, two days later she might fall again. That doesn't mean that all her hard work the days before are just null and void. Not at all. Those times are putting her closer and closer to being able to ride a bike successfully. And heck, my husband, he's over 30 and he still falls on his bike sometimes. I mean, I do too. Not as often because I don't ride as fast because I get a little nervous. But I'm just saying that even after riding a bike for years and years and years, we still have our days. We still trip up and fall and that's okay. That's going to happen in business. That's going to happen in our entrepreneurship journey. But what counts is when you get back up on that bike and you try and try again. You don't let that injury or that scraped knee get in the way. So maybe this podcast isn't going well and my you know recording, I just keep messing up or I'm stuttering too much or whatever the case and words escape me. As long as I continue to try until I get it out there, that's what really counts. And then I get it out there. Might not be perfect, but it's there. And I've accomplished the goal that I set out to do. I hope that you guys can take that away um, from this and apply it directly to things that you've experienced, especially when you're facing imposter syndrome. Be kind to yourself. Offer yourself grace. A few other notes are things like, I try to surround myself with people who lift me up and remind me of my value and worth. My husband is the best example of this in my life. As I mentioned above, he encouraged me to answer my phone when the client was calling. He reassured me and encouraged me and supported me by pushing me to pick up that darn ringing phone. That's just a small piece of how much he impacts me every day in my business. In full transparency, I don't like phone calls. I really don't. And so just the mere fact that she was calling was hard enough to overcome. But he sat there next to me, encouraged me, and pushed me. It was great. 
I also like to reminisce about how far I've come, reminding myself that 10 years ago, seven years ago, five years ago, two years ago, even last year, I have made huge, huge improvements to my business, my client communications, my style, my quality, and so, so much more. I'm a continued work in progress, and I'm continually trying to improve my business. That's why I'm introducing things like this podcast, different learning modules, and so much more. But I don't even think I would have imagined being there 10 years ago or seven years ago. But here we are, continued forward movement, and I'm building and building and building off of the foundation and success that I've already had. And it's just, it's crazy. And I know, I know, I know, I know that I'm not alone in thinking this way. Like you might be booking a dozen family sessions when you used to only book a half dozen and you're telling yourself like, what the heck? How did I get here? Roll with it. Own it. Go with it. You've got this. You've got this. So when imposter syndrome kicks in, I just try to remind myself of that. I hope that you can work towards overcoming the voices in your head that are less than encouraging, that you can see the value in your work, and that you can continue to share it with others. You have a light. Let it shine. Let it shine bright. 